welcome to Rock On Podcast, Spark Sports' new podcast leading up to the Rugby World Cup for 2021, being played in 2022. Massive congratulations, Kenja, obviously making the squad. First time to be playing in um, Rugby World Cup in Aotearoa, New Zealand. How are you feeling about it? I'm excited. Mm. Um, you know, we've just come off the Farah Palmer Cup uh, final and I woke up Monday morning and my, the flick had switched completely into focus mode for a World Cup and there's a lot of excitement around and the, obviously squad's been named and um, there's just, yeah, I'm excited for everyone. It's going to be awesome. She just said that she woke up on Monday morning. Does that mean you hadn't had sleep since <laughs> yeah. Saturday? I was going to ask, so 100th game for Canterbury also took out another yeah. championship. Does that mean that yeah. you were a little bit groggy? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it was a pretty good Monday. We had, we had some good celebrations with the group, um, obviously Saturday night, and we always do a team activity on Sunday because it's kind of, everyone goes back to work. So it's like you don't ever get to really, you know, um, that's it. You I know, like say, you think about that's it. You play the game. You celebrate Saturday night and you, you just go in and that's it. So we wanted to do something together on Sunday to enjoy it. Do you have to get more of, of, of like a celebration though? Because I mean like that's kind of like squished in for the amount of like achievement that you've done. It's kind of limiting. I know that like other people have like a whole whole week yeah. celebration once they, you know, get another title and stuff. Was yeah. it, was Maybe it, you saving come, that? come the, after World, World Cup, you know, like I, I came after even just drinking on the weekend and having a couple, I was a little bit like feeling a little bit guilty, you know, because I've got a big job to do with the World Cup. So, um, post World Cup, it might be not just a week, it might be a month or so. Who are you going to say because you're old? <laughs> I, will, I will admit, though, that as part of, you know, like you get named in a World Cup team, and as part of the thought goes to, if when we win it, what does the celebrations look like? <laughs> that just goes hand in hand. Surely that's come hand in hand. Did you think that it was just Katie? That's, I think that's just Katie. Yeah, she's <laughs> always thinking about the days, um, the celebrations. No, I think it's an important part, like especially for me. Like I'm, I've been really bad probably at celebrating success, mm. and I kind of reflect back in these times when I probably should have celebrated a little bit more. And um, and then that's why on the weekend, like I've, I actually put like a drinking kind of ban on my, myself this year, just so I could put my best foot forward for World Cup. Mm. But I was like, man, I'm playing 100 games in my last game for Canterbury. Like I've got to enjoy this with the girls. So um, it was important for me to have a few drinks and play back in. Katie, did you celebrate after, obviously, the Cricket World Cup was also here in Aotearoa, New Zealand earlier this year. Did you celebrate after the tournament and your announcement of retirement? Yeah, I did celebrate. It was probably more commiserations, but yeah, I think I knew in that moment that I was going to retire before the end. So I was able to celebrate with the girls knowing that this was going to be my last drinks um, with them. And yeah, we were sort of more in a tighter bubble. So I think, you know, people talk about COVID and the issues that have been around that, but I felt in our team environment that did actually bring us closer together. We had to spend a heap of more time together because that's who you rely on. You don't have your mum and dad. You can't see them. You can't give them a hug when you're having a bad day. You all know that, Ken, you have a bad game and you just want to go and see your family and get away from it. So, yeah, we were forced to hang out and they were forced to drink together. So, uh, yeah, there was a few... Forced to drink together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a theme here. Katie really likes to celebrate after her big game. Oh, I do agree, though. I think that sometimes you're so engrossed in what you're doing and you want the success, you know, both individually and as a team. And, and you miss those moments where it's like, man, I'm here with my mates having such a good time. Like... A Home World Cup's a special thing that, you know, I've, I bet you this has been in your calendar for a long time to say, man, how cool it would be to finish winning a World Cup at home. I think there would be, in my opinion, no greater celebration than that. Mm. Yeah, and that's what's cool. Like, I, you know, obviously it was postponed last year and I was thinking, oh, yeah, 2021. I was thinking about things I could do in 2022. <laughs> um, and then it got postponed. I was like, I have to move that stuff to 2023, you know, around um, things that I haven't been able to do in terms of 
you know, I always wanted to try snowboarding and skiing. Mm. Like, you know, I've never been able to do it because I was just played rugby every single year and I've always been worried about getting injured. So it's mm. quite cool to reflect back on that and work out, you know, now I've only got a couple of months um, and then I'm going to be a free free agent to, to do whatever I want to do. Do you Is have that a plug for snowboarding? <laughs> yeah, <you've got laughs> <any advice? laughs> Actually, that, snowboarding was one thing that I was like really, I've had a snowboard collecting dust because contractually you're not allowed to, to do things like oh. that and it's, it's quite funny I don't think people realize what you can and can't do as an athlete um, are you any good Could I get oh, some lessons from I'm you? a little dusty now but you know I'm from down south so yeah. you know it comes natural I'm yeah. not I can't stand the skiing I don't think I'd be good there oh, like I've been to Kadrona and you see these rich little kids just board coming down yeah. like and I'm like come on guys like get on the snowboard so yeah. Look, I, I would suggest getting a lesson, and if you don't fall over 100 times on the first day, then you're having a successful day, so. Yeah, I've heard, I've right heard friends saying they'll give me some lessons, but I said, oh, I'm probably already gonna be better than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an elite athlete. Yeah, don't worry, no, I'll I be fine on the slope. Okay, that's a great time to bring a camera along, I reckon. <laughs> what have you been doing then after now post-retirement? Have you got any yeah, advice for kids on that? Like, talk us through what you've been doing. Yeah, um, yeah. well, I was fortunate that I sort of had a, a career outside of cricket, and that just yeah. come from the fact that I went through the amateur to professional era, so I was able to build that life. And I, in a way, I guess, you know, with the professional contracts moving forward, that'll be some of the challenges that people would have. So, yeah, I was able to do that. I had a wee holiday with some of the girls, so um, that was nice. We have sort of a core group um, of friends within the White Ferns environment yeah. that I was able to holiday with. So, yeah, I, look, I think it's just having stuff outside of outside of the sport um, that you can do, and, and I'm sure you've got that anyway, Kenja, man, apart from probably not having any snowboarding friends anymore. We might have to do it together, mate. But, um, yeah, it's just having something outside of that. So, I've, yeah, I've kept myself busy. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting one, though, because... Yeah. I get people say, oh, you need to slow down, and not just my speaking, but generally <laughs> your life needs <laughs> to slow down. But, I mean, I talked to Susie Bates about this. You have, there's a just a natural, I guess, way that you operate in life as an athlete, and you'll understand mm. this, that how do you even meet those highs of sport? And I think you probably struggle in a business capacity or corporate capacity of getting that if that's where your job is, and mm. you're trying to find something, probably snowboarding, <laughs> to find that adrenaline and rush. So I... I've just sort of managed how you maintain a level that, that you can, but also keep the mind occupied in that. So I think that's going to be one of the things is what satisfies those desires that you had as an athlete and, and, mm. and keep your probably finger in many pies. I think that's what I've sort of done. And yeah. Did I'm you know that? Did you know that? I'm trying to ask Katie a really important question here, Ken, right? Sorry about that. Did you know that? Oh my goodness. Did you come up, going back to the very important question, did you know that heading into because you had a job outside of, of cricket or were you, was it kind of like a, you know, the transition piece where you're like, oh, it's such a big surprise, I didn't realise, I wasn't prepped, kind of when you, when you moved? Um, yeah, I, th I, I was prepared to move away from the sport because I'd probably, like I said, being in that amateur, I already had kind of been in and out of the team during a period of time, so I knew what life looked like. I. I just think the hardest part is you going back and seeing the, the, your teammates that you're your friends as well. And, you know, you play with so many different um, athletes that not all of them are going to continue to be your lifelong friends. And there's always going to be just a core people. And, and I guess, speaking deeply, that's one of the things that you might get a little shocked about is going, oh, you know, I used to see this person week in, week out because that was what life was for 10 years. And then, then they're off still doing what you were, you guys were doing together and you're trying to keep that those friendships in place and they're always definitely going to be there. It's just, 
you're probably a little bit more out of the mix from it. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably where I, I, I feel like I have a fear of mm. what life is going to be like after not playing rugby. And I like playing for 30 years um, consistently every year, 16 years in the Black Ferns, you know, like 16 years for Canterbury. It's like, am I going to wake up next year and be like, what? Like, get real FOMO that you're missing out on the girls in pre season and, and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I'm lucky enough to, like you, Katie, I built. Um, you know, we've only just gone full time this year, so mm -hmm. I've built a, a career outside of um, outside of rugby. So I've got a job to go back to in terms of that sense, but it's still like those weekends. Like your weekends are usually just rugby, right? Mm. So it's like I'm going to wake up and be like, "What am I going to do today?" And I'll probably go down and watch or coach or be involved <laughs> somewhere. Um, but I'm the same as you. Like everyone's going to say, "Oh, you've got to slow down and rest," but. I've already, I think, committed to squash and social touch. <laughs> <laughs> social touch next year. Um, no, such know, so social <laughs> yeah, no, no such thing as social touch. No such thing as social sport. Um, so there'll be something probably every night of the week that I'll be getting involved in to start with because I think if I just all of a sudden just dropped everything cold mm. and not did anything, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be scary. It's kind of like that beauty of that piece that I think for both of what I'm hearing from both of you is that you've actually had you know, roles outside of your codes so you don't have potentially the same kind of um, attachment to an identity through your through your sport is that safe to, to say and so hopefully I don't know if it's going to be like it's really bad when you do transition and I don't know if you will be like the thick of it will have to happen before you actually realize how big of a shock or it is like yeah. can you truly really be prepared for something like that because you'll say pigs and troughs of sport mm. is it's a it's a unique world well, can you be like, you know, do you have any <laughs> advice of what she should be thinking about? I know she's got the rugby world cup <laughs> to think about first, but you, you know, like for when she does get to that stage where you're like, oh crap, I am not going to rugby training. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Do you have I think firstly, mate, like I know you're the ultimate professional. So I know that your mm. mind's going to be on the job when you're at rugby. And that that's a cool thing. You, there's ways where you sit there in the change room and goes, oh man, this is my last moment. And I guess mm. from a cricketing perspective and results wise, you you know, you don't know, You've, we play in, you know, the pool games and then you yeah. get to the point of go, well, hopefully we've won enough to make the semis, but it's just, it's just embracing the moment with your teammates that this is what you've done for such a long period of time and yeah, know that people are there outside of it that are, that may not have been in your life as much as, you know, yeah. like your friends that probably don't understand your life, but yeah. you know that they're always there for you when you need. and. I guess I've had the benefit of doing some coaching as well. Um, unfortunately, with Canterbury, but we won't tell the Otago people that. <laughs> so you're able to still have your hand in and, and feel like you're actually influencing and helping the next generation. And I know you'll be the same, being a true CD girl. That you know that you've been able to help people along the journey in their own way of developing at rugby, and you'll continue to do that. And and I think you'll get rewards in that capacity as opposed to necessarily what you do um, yourself on the pitch. Is that what you're going to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to be able to give back where mm. I can. And I know you spoke about like identity and I feel like I know that and I actually think about the young ones coming through now because they're coming straight into contracts. That yeah. I mean, we've got the support wrapped around us, but there's even girls within my team at the moment that I get worried about because all their life is, is, is rugby. Mm. And I'm thinking that they need to work out who they are mm. outside of that. And that's probably something that I've worked out probably over a lot later than what I probably, even though I had a job, but you still mm. have to work out what you want to do, who you want to be. And that was all part of me announcing my retirement was, you know, people even after the weekend were like, oh my gosh, why is she retiring? She's still playing good rugby. But I wanted to always retire at the top of my game. Yeah. And now I'm just ready to give back. Like mm. I'm just ready to, to get into a get into a job and get into a role where I can really make a difference for women in sport or or young you know the younger generation coming through and I'm I'm real excited about that and mm. like I 
I went out on the weekend for Canterbury and I was like, I just want to enjoy the moment. Like mm. the lead up all last week was about me enjoying it. Like it wasn't, I thought I'd be a bit more emotional, but um, we, uh, it's, I don't think it's really hit mm. um, because I've still got a one big job to do. Yeah. Um, and I think post, you know, end of this World Cup, it's going to really, really hit. And, and that's okay, you know, yeah. it's important to be able to do that. But all I wanted to focus on on the weekend was to, to, to enjoy it with my teammates. And it's, you know, on Thursday night, um, it was my last training with the Farrah Farmer Cup girls and that training on Friday, I was like, I started on training on Thursday, I was like, guys, it's my last FBC training ever. <laughs> and one of the girls started crying. And I was like, no, it's not <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah, she started crying. I was like, okay, I didn't expect you to cry. This is, this is exciting. And that's how I just know I'm ready. Like when I announced yeah. my retirement and done yeah. my post, I was like, I felt like a relief. I felt a weight yeah. lifted from my shoulders. Still knowing I've had two jobs to do, one's done, got one yeah. left. Um, you know, and I'm excited for the next couple of months. Do you have a preference then of like where you want to give back? Because I know that you've done a couple, a bit of coaching. Is there an area that you would like to do, or is it kind of just like everybody can have? Yeah, cricket commentary. Yeah, <laughs> 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 end up becoming a bit more busier than what I am as a player. <laughs> um, I want to try and give where I can. You know, obviously not to burn out, but mm. um, I do. I want to coach. I feel like I've got so much knowledge up here that I want to be able to give out and, and help and I know I'm going to be naturally doing that in my job when you're in rugby as a South Island Women's Participation Manager so working with provincial unions and making sure young girls can um, access the game and, mm. and be involved and, and you know run, run tournaments and that kind of stuff and that's what excites me you know that's yeah. what it's about for me and I've kind of missed that to be honest in the last couple of years and yeah. I'm not you know well especially the last year because it's been full-time rugby but I've also loved waking up every day and going to train. Like, and that's what I've really found hard of when I was going to retire. I was like, but I love waking up. I'm living the dream. I get to go and train on a rugby field on a beautiful day or a freezing cold crosshairs day. Um, but yeah, no, it's probably going to be a little bit in, in the coaching. I just mm. got to work out that if that's what I really want to do and do some skills coaching, maybe coach a, a, a young, I reckon a young boys team to start with, just because I feel like I know how how to coach females and that, you know, because obviously been, been one of those players for a long time. So going to coach like an under 15 boys team or something just for a season, just to get that different experience. Or well, cricket commentary. Yeah, no, I will have it. Well, you With can come Katie. back and play for CD. I was actually um, reminiscing on when I last played Ken at cricket. And I remember we played it outside the Uni Oval and there was this helicopter that I was wicket keeping, you were batting and this helicopter come past. You'll never remember the story. I remember it like it was tomorrow. Oh and Katie's, Katie's got back it. to cut it and she's with thick edge and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like celebrating hard. And then the umpire's like, not out. And oh, I'm having a meltdown. And the did you know, and would you have been the kind of person that'd be like, oh no, actually I was out? Or you no, just well, sit there I'm and you'd be like, too uh, <laughs> what Katie that, Katie's uh, lying, she didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm competitive, I'm very competitive, so the chances of that would be slim. <laughs> I will say the one thing you talked about around the, like you go to training and have enjoyment, like I, I was so there as well, and, mm. and I don't know if I necessarily thought that was a finish, I probably within myself did, but I just was like, I used to get fizzed to go and hang out with the girls and train and like, just like the complete pressure of, I felt like I was a 15 year old again and yeah. I'm not, that was many years ago, but you just <laughs> felt like a kid again because you actually were, you took away all the peripheral stuff that mm. come from it and you just were like, man, I'm hanging out with my mates doing something I loved and it was the same when you were playing, you have the same things like, this is so cool, like it's Christmas and yeah. I just think, 
you know, the experience that you've got to give back to the other youngsters to, to learn when you get to that position in sport is just like the absolute, absolute pinnacle for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's quite funny because yeah, you get caught up, and I definitely have because I'm like so professional, so driven in what I've done that it's so crazy how it took a long time for me to bring enjoyment back into it. Mm. Like, you know, thinking that I, I've just got to enjoy it. And that's all I've focused on this whole year is just go out and enjoy your last year. You've obviously played at Eden Park in a World Cup. Is there any kind of advice that you could give Kedge because I know she's going to be playing at Eden Park in her World Cup as well soon? I will, honestly mate, it was the most amazing, I will say my favourite was playing in Dunedin but that goes without saying, but <laughs> like Auckland would have been one of the best crowds and we, we might have had 10,000 people there in this massive stadium but I remember when Sophie hit the first ball for a run and the whole crowd erupted yeah. like it was 80,000 people and we were sitting on the sideline, goodness me, like imagine if we had a four or six or get a wicket and I remember, you know, that was effectively a quarter final for us and um, yeah, we, we had to win that game to get through to the semi and, and having them nine down and like, look, I could literally couldn't hear and I couldn't even hear myself speak. It was so loud and the crowd really got behind you. And, and I remember looking at a couple of the girls going, like, you, we were just nodding at each other like, this, this is, is this, this is, is it. it, like, how yeah. awesome is this? And you got you got the um, energy off, off the crowd as well yeah. and it's so awesome, like, this is, you know, there's going to be good crowds and it's not in a COVID, so... I would suggest you'd need to learn maybe um, how to communicate without your voice, um, like a bit of waving over here and there. And, That's what I do anyway. Like, <laughs> She's really great at that in halfbacks. Yeah. Um, I guess in terms of that though, like you talk about the highlights of it, so obviously Home World Cup pressure comes with that, right? Family, friends, yeah. I know you had COVID, you guys were wrapped in a bubble, ours might be slightly different. Um, we'll have to have some probably restrictions, but obviously it comes with that, that challenge of, mm. of pressure from, from the home crowd and being here. and even from a family and friends, small as, oh, I need some tickets for the game, you know, last <laughs> minute and you're trying to prep or warm up, you know, like, did you guys feel that at all or? Yeah, we um, we've been, had the benefit of talking to the Black Caps around what it was like having their home World Cup mm. in 2015 and well, the nation absolutely got behind them and, and we felt that in ours as well, is you just embrace it, like, yeah. it is so cool and people that, you know, tap you on the shoulder, well, they weren't able to tap us on the shoulder, but walking down yeah. the street and just the positive nature that they had around you and just saying, look, we're right behind you. We're so gutted about that game. And, yeah. and they were really invested in what you were doing. And we had never had that before. And it just, you just soak that all in. And, and that is your motivation as well, that you're not just doing it, you know, within the bubble that you're in, but also yeah. your friends and family, but people that have got behind the sport. And I've got absolutely no doubt that you guys will have that as well. And just embrace it, acknowledge it, and, you know, and know that you're doing it for a bigger cause as well as what you've got within your own group. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's massive. Why, like you say, doing it for a bigger cause, no doubt you guys would have went out and knowing that it's important for the younger generation to see see you guys out there and we're the same, you know, as mm. a side of the Black Ferns. We want to be role models for the younger ones coming through. And we've talked bits and pieces around pressure of it being at home, but, like, I mean, for me individually, I love pressure. Like, bring it on. <laughs> I thrive on that. Um, yeah. And you know, majority, the majority of people do, but just young ones coming through and just learning that, like it's going to be a really cool experience for them. And I think my advice to them will just be to, like you said, enjoy, you know, enjoy it, embrace mm. it. Like this is the only time this could be once in a lifetime opportunity to win the World Cup on home turf. And that's what I'm excited about is all the years I've played and it's come in my lifetime <laughs> yeah. that I'm finishing on it. You know, yeah. and I'm excited about that. So it's like, massive globally, though, right? Because I mean, we've had the cricket World Cup, having the rugby, we've got FIFA, we've got the women's and girls sport conference. Have you actually realised, or do you think people realise how massive that actually is, this kind of women in sport global movement? 
Yeah, I think in a way, I think, um, you know, having the benefit of being able to have a lot of these events televised, like being able to see a lot more women's sport on TV now gives people the choice to be able to say whether they want to watch it or not. And then it gives opportunity for kids to say, well, I want to be the next Kenj. And um, probably, they're probably Kenji taller than you already anyway, <laughs> mate. <laughs> 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 look at me and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely taller than me. But yeah, being able to see it on TV and, and the advertisement around it definitely brings people along. And, and I know you guys are up north and so, you know, it's going to be a lot more reliant upon that as well. And, um, yeah, you know, it's a positive move. Um, and also I think the genuine nature about female athletes, you know, like you can sit here and have a yarn about this and you do the same, you know, if it was a kid down the street. And, and it's just being yourself and, and who you guys are as a team. And that's what we had as well. We were just ourselves and wanted to embrace what, you know, what the public did and what other women's sport in New Zealand yeah. have as well with the World Cup and the FIFA. And um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's been, it's been a positive shift. There's, you know, there's always ways forward and, and yeah. things to do, but I think, yeah, it's, it's, people are seeing it now, which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah. Yeah. Crossco kind of like support, you know, like we've got cricket and rugby. How important is it to actually have that? Because you've, you've spoken about having the black caps come in to talk to you. It's actually trying to bring everyone on board, right? Like, from do you like banter off each other? Are you offering oh. each other lessons? <laughs> well, or you, you, you know, are the white friends going into the black <laughs> friends kind of camp? Is it that kind of sharing well, of knowledge or we've got to get better <laughs> is that what i'm hearing yeah. yeah well i will say i think um we had to hang sophie divine back a little bit because um she wanted to be a rugby sevens player at one point <laughs> and then on the wing she was off playing club rugby two well, years ago and we're like whoa 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 did she play was she, no, was she yeah she was in a wing yeah, I was I like, she was on sophie divine was winger yeah, yeah i know i know i thought she was at I the back i feel like she'd be more like a flanker uh, oh, maybe yeah. i don't know maybe it's just my she's a dirty rugby player though you know she'd be in there rucking someone out the way we were i mean we had most of our camp space in tauranga that's sort of our northern hub for new zealand cricket and we had a lot of the sevens girls that come down and watched and well kelly brazier from years ago she went to school with batesy so they play cricket together as well and you know they're really supportive of women's sport and um yeah we've definitely found that and obviously ken she's welcome to come back to cricket at any point but I'm <laughs> sure people you. won't know you've played obviously together yeah well i just said i got ken. But no, I think it's definitely a space where it could be better. Um, yeah. I, we had um, so so actually Divine started a, a WhatsApp chat um, before you guys broke up just to connect in, and we had some of the silver ferns on it as well, and and just talk mm. through the pressures of having games at home and all that kind of stuff. And we've jumped on a couple of the the white ferns leadership, our leadership groups jumped on um, with their with your leadership group, and that was really cool. But then it yeah. kind of fizzled out. Like I just think the more we can connect around that, yeah. you know, um, you know, the better. But um, yeah, maybe I'll come out of cricket retirement and <laughs> roll the arm over. Another box uh, uh, yeah. you don't have. <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to throw when I played the black fashion. I honestly, I think that my shoulders have changed. Like I tried to throw a ball, and I was like, oh my gosh! You're not a prop, mate. After that storm, because you could have so, actually been a white fern, yeah. right? Like, yeah, when did you choose? Because you um, had to choose. Yeah, well, I actually went on a, I was on a cricket yeah. scholarship at Lincoln University, so that's what actually took me to Christchurch. Oh, um, see, she got a hit on cricket, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and then they didn't know down there that I was actually playing rugby as well in the winter, and then I made the Canterbury team, and then made the Black Ferns, and then I made the New Zealand A cricket team, uh, the squad, so I had to choose. Well, I felt I had to choose there because I couldn't really do a half and a half like cricket had winter, you know, winter training and all that kind of stuff, and it was going to be a bit challenging. So. It's quite bizarre because I've been asked a lot of questions around, you know, even just sitting thinking, you know, if I did choose cricket, I wonder where I would be. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know and you ne I'm never going to know. And 
Um, but it was it was a tough decision at the time, and I think playing the central districts at such a young age uh, for the women's team, um, I probably just got to a point where I was um, I don't want to say sick of it because I do mm. love it, but it's just rugby is, was just 80 minutes, and mm. just, that's, that's what it came down to. What's wrong with six <laughs> hours <laughs> in the field? In your six way. hours, and you know, three hours in the field, and you might touch the ball once. <laughs> But don't worry, you can take the Unless most. Unless Katie, that's why Katie's going on the wicket. Yeah, you yeah. should be in the wicket keeper, mate, I swear. Uh, yeah, that would be quite funny. Best of history, though. Maybe I'll come back. Yeah. Most capped Blackburn, so you did all right in this code yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. No, it's been it's bizarre to think back and reflect on, on my achievements. It's just I never thought I'd achieve what I am. Yeah. I think oh. that awesome thing of that, though, is like you had the opportunity to play, you know, a couple of God. sports for such a long period of time, and that's awesome thing around you know for kids is that they're able to try as many sports Sport. as they want and, and keep their hand in it and I mean Sophie played hockey for New Zealand and Batesy played basketball and yeah thankfully we brought her back from there as well, um, well <laughs> so now we got two out of three ain't bad is it? So really good at rugby yeah, really. I mean, she was a she was um, I think a number 12 with her pigtails I called her Storm and Susie so uh, I think she still thinks she is but Kate Broadmore and yeah, Abraham Kate, now yeah. she played for Taranaki so yeah. So basically, if I have like kids, I want what I do is like research those that I should make them do all the sports yes. so that we can get a yeah. Katie and a Kenj. Yeah, that's yeah? exactly right. Oh no, I'm just a cricketer. I'm just a cricketer. Through school, though, like just like, through school, like I played so many sports, and that's why like I'm real keen to take squash back up because I actually played that through school and I loved it, and I've missed it because um, I'm just being real worried. So I'm going to take that back up next year. But honestly, I played six or seven sports just because I wanted to probably miss schoolwork. I mean, hang on, I made a Targo A in rugby once, and, and I got selected to play the oh, I played some club rugby Kate, in Canterbury, now go. I'm trying to get my She's got a rep sheet as well, right? Yeah, Not like just 199 matches <laughs> for New Zealand in cricket. She's got other things that she can add to her, to her resume, guys. Well, actually, I was playing club when I played for Burnside, and I yep. really played for Burnside for the Saturday night, because one thing about cricket is you don't have the same <laughs> rugby club room. I'm liking this game. I got caught really out on like that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and I got, there must have been about five first fives not must have been injured and they said oh can you play for Canterbury and I'd not played Canterbury or anything so I rung up dad and dad used to coach Targo and he's like pure Otago man and I was like oh hey dad um, just being selected for Canterbury well, that's my no, interest. He goes, he goes, if you play for Canterbury, I will disown you and hang up the phone. <laughs> it's still a thing, So though. then it was my it's rugby career yeah, gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Then you succeeded in the White Ferns era. And I love how the generations, like your parents and stuff, are still really much Spend like, on that yes, yeah. you can only play for Canterbury. Mind you, mine let me for, go to Christchurch yeah. and they, they would love to I played for the Tanaki. Um But, yeah, it's... Mm. Definitely still ingrained. Even in me, I'm like, it's my heart's still in the neck here. Like, I, yeah. it's my home, but I'm playing the Red and Blacks. But after the last 16 years, it's hard to say, you know, yeah. kind of can't can't really disown it when they've given me given me a lot, Everything. you know, down there. And yeah, exactly. Everything. And hopefully yeah. one more with the World Cup, World obviously. Cup. Not yeah. Canterbury, but, you know, with the Blackburns. Hopefully we'll be going yeah. to celebrate. Yes. Even if, like, whatever, regardless of the results, celebrating your career yeah hopefully like katie has been able to reflect on her career and celebrate as well yeah. so i'm going to end on one the last question that i've been asking everyone on the podcast oh, and it will be different because it's a cross code actually so it will be for cricket for you katie but like if you had the perfect role in rugby and cricket what would it be oh uh, i think for me it would be coaching at many levels um i'd love to coach some otago stuff but just mm. a bit harder now i'm living in christchurch um yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, just coaching and giving back that way. I mean, 
I'd just do it off my own back because I just absolutely love the game. Um, mine would be I'm going to be bold, so I just want to be in a position where I can just make decisions about women's sport, give them as much money as they want. See <laughs> on CEO. Yeah, um, oh, great CEO stuff. Role. Yeah. CEO role without all the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, putting the women's game first and putting it in the forefront of everyone's mind um, hmm. from community all the way through the high school. Perfect. So I'm putting that there, Mike Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that you'll be able to do that and that's where you want it to go. So thank you so much for you both for actually coming on to Rock On. It's actually really nice to get a perspective across code support um, and obviously a massive kind of go well and we're right behind you for the World Cup and we're really excited to be able to see it. Right, Katie? Yeah, the I am excited. Team. Good luck, mate. Yeah, I can't wait. I've just embraced the moment and I guess, yeah, from a fan's perspective, I've loved watching you play rugby. I would have loved for you to play for Otago, but I know that <laughs> we can't take all the good players, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, have an awesome time, mate, and just embrace it, enjoy the moment, and just know that the country is definitely behind you, and we're looking forward to, to seeing it and the success. And, um, yeah, when you win, I'll, I'll try and find you on the strip of Christchurch, <laughs> and we'll have a space. Yeah, we'll be there somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> um, I just want to say the same, Katie, like, congratulations on your, on your career as well with the with the white ferns, unbelievable. Um, obviously played against you multiple times, have you yapping in my ear and sledging me behind the stumps. But um, no, it's, it's been awesome to watch and I love I love watching you guys and always connecting back in where I can. Um, and just, you know, you guys having the World Cup here, I was so glued to that, it was really cool to watch. And I was sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, nine months time and we're gonna be doing the same thing and, and now that time's come. So um, hopefully mm. we can do. Everyone, the women's sport, New Zealand, um, the justice that deserves by winning a World Cup on home field.